everyone. I'm here with Rebecca Tanner. Rebecca, welcome to the Word family. And Rebecca, where did life begin for you? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Utah, so I was born in around Kaysville, Utah, and that's where I grew up until I went to BYU for college. Okay, and what was growing up in Kaysville like? It was great. Um, we called it the Kaysville bubble. <laughs> um, mostly LDS. My high school felt like a mini BYU, kind of. Um, and I had great friends. I got really lucky with that. Great people around, a great ward. Had a wonderful family. So it was a pretty idyllic childhood, I would say. And I'm not familiar with Kaysville. Is that a like bigger city or is that a smaller town? Or how, how big was that? It's growing a lot. It's pretty big right now. It's just north of Bountiful. So it's not quite as big as Bountiful, but I have a hard time comparing how big cities are because my husband's from a very, very small town. So Kaysville's big to me. But. And big family, small family? I have five siblings. So and where are you in that? I'm, I'm the third. Okay. Even mix of boys and girls? Even mix, three and three. As you were growing up there in Kaysville, were there certain um, activities or, you know, how would you describe yourself as a kid, I guess? I danced growing up and that was my favorite thing. I did a lot of it, um, a lot of different types from jazz to hip hop. I didn't really do ballet. I didn't love ballet, uh, but I loved I loved everything else pretty much. And then I danced in high school on a dance team, and that was really fun. Uh, I loved to read growing up. I, I loved being with my friends. So it was mostly being out with friends, babysitting younger siblings, going to dance. Those were the main. And as you were growing up there with your family, how would you describe your parents or you know kind of the influence that they had on you? My parents are the nicest people that I've ever met. My mom's just an angel and my dad is very uh, kind and gentle. They're just very loving and have very strong testimonies. So they raised us with, with that and um, focused on the gospel. And I always felt like they trusted me and I felt like that was a big part of their parenting. I felt like the trust kind of empowered me to make good decisions so that I, I never wanted to do anything to disappoint them or to break that trust. And so it sounds like you grew up a member of the church. I did. And so how was that? Or when you kind of look back, how do you feel like your testimony kind of grew in those early years, those you know kind of primary into youth type years? I am so grateful for um, my testimony growing, especially as a youth. I feel like I had great influences around me at that time and I feel like it was a really important time for me and my testimony growth. I I mean I grew up in the church and I always believed that it was true and that the gospel is true and I never really doubted that growing up but I definitely had great experiences in mostly junior high and high school where seminary teachers challenged me to read more read longer in the scriptures, or I was in the young women's leadership as a, as a young woman, things like that that really helped me dive into the scriptures, and I feel like that really strengthened my testimony and set me on the right path for adulthood, so I'm really grateful for that. And so it sounds like after the kind of high school years, you ended up at BYU, 
Did you have your sights set on BYU for a long time, or were you considering other places that you might go to school? I only really, well, I had other backups in Utah, but my parents are very diehard BYU fans, so I, that was the goal, BYU was the goal, and so I was glad to have gone there, and it was a great experience. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, oh, there are other great schools out there in different places too, but I'm glad I went to BYU, it was good. Yeah, I think my parents were also very glad. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you end up studying there? I studied human development. And why did you pick that major? I actually got pushed into my first human development class from my mom. She studied family studies, which is, it over overarches human development. She had done that. She finished her degree when she was pregnant with my youngest sister. So she had, it had been more fresh on her mind. And so she put me in a class thinking I would like it, and I really did. I loved all the classes, and I just wanted to keep studying that. And did you continue dancing when you were at BYU, or did you I retire at that point? <laughs> I retired. I, I took one class. I went to BYU the summer right after I graduated. I started a little early, and I took one class then, but I kind of just felt like that time of my life, the dancing was kind of... On the back. Did you and Tanner meet at BYU or did, did that meet come later? BYU. Yeah, okay. he was actually a TA for one of my classes. He's a TA for American Heritage, which is one of the big ones. So he taught a lab class that I had. So it was about 20 students. It was 8 a.m. on a Friday morning, so it was not my favorite class. <laughs> but he was a really good teacher. We didn't really even talk during the class, but afterwards, um, we just cross paths a few times during the week the next semester and we just started saying hi to each other and then one day he asked me on a date. What do you remember what it was that you yeah, did? Yeah, we, we went to a place called Color Me Mine in Provo. It's where you can make, you can pick a piece of pottery and paint it. So we did that and we kind of finished a little bit earlier than we thought and so we went and got a snack and we kind of just were talking and having so much fun that we didn't really want to end, so we went and saw The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It was at the Dollar Theater. So how long were you dating and stuff before you decided to get married? Yeah, we started dating in February and we got engaged around the end, of, mid to end of September. And then we got married the end of December, just so, under a year, well, under a year total. And when was this in your BYU I was a freshman. Process? when we had met. So you were married for most of your time at BYU I, then? Yes, I was. And I'm trying to remember, like, was he ahead of you then in terms of... Yes, he was. Process? Okay. Yeah, he graduated uh, right when we got married and he had a, a little break that semester because he graduated right after the fall semester and then he started law school in the... In the fall again. <laughs> and that was also at BYU? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were able to stay there and then... Yeah, finish up while he... Okay, did so did you both end up basically finishing at, between his law school and your yeah. undergrad? I finished a year before he finished law school. Gotcha. So, or maybe two, and now I'm trying to remember. One year, I think. So, okay. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly getting married while you were there at BYU is an important... <laughs> thing that yeah. happened in your life but yeah. when you kind of look back on those BYU years are there other things that kind of stand out to you as 
particularly special experiences or things that maybe stand out? Yeah, uh, I had the chance to participate in BYU's YSERV, it's our service organization, and that was a really neat experience. So I did that. I started my freshman year and met great friends during that and had some cool experiences learning about service and providing service. So that was a really good thing that I was glad that I did during college. The other thing is that right after Taylor and I got married, we started a company and it was just a hobby that we did with some other family members. and. After I graduated, I actually went full-time on it. So that was kind of a big <laughs> a big thing that we had done during the college time that ended up being special. So I still do that now. And so maybe to just poke into both of those a little bit. So on the service one, yeah. like what were examples, like what types of service projects would, would that organization typically do or what were some of the ones that you yeah. were involved in? So there was a big... Well, there's a lot of different things. There's so many programs, probably a hundred or so programs, but I helped with one that served the community at a rec center at first and put on events like an Easter egg hunt and things like that. And then I was actually more in the leadership position. So I got to help those who were running other programs. So for example, um, Circle K, that was one of the programs, or uh, Women's Center for recovering, um, women who were recovering from like drug addictions, things like that. Um, those were a couple of the programs. And then with this other business that, that you started with Tanner and then some other family members, so it's a book subscription business, yes. right? Yeah. And so Tanner told me just a little bit about it when I interviewed him for the uh, More Than Moves podcast, but... Maybe you can just tell us a little bit more about kind of how did you guys come up with the idea in the first place and then how did it get rolling from there? We all love to read, so it's two brothers-in-law and their wives as well, so it's us three couples. We all love to read and the girls, the sisters-in-law, we particularly love children's books and always have. And I had actually just been studying reading in infancy in one of my classes and loved learning about that, learning about how it really affects everything later on. It can affect success in all other aspects, in math, in science, everything. So we really believed in the importance of reading in childhood, but we had been talking about how it would be fun to have books coming for ourselves because we'd get in reading ruts where we'd be reading, but then we'd finish the book, take it back to the library, not have time to grab another one or find the next book online that we wanted and then we just wouldn't read for months um, until we had time to find another book but if we had had one coming consistently then we thought that that would help our reading and so we kind of meshed the two together and we thought that would be awesome to start with children's books and have children get excited about these books coming to their door every month to get really excited about reading and create an awesome reading moment with families too, with parents. Take take the work out for the parents as well so that they can just enjoy actually reading with their children. That's a really neat idea. So how long has this business now been going for? Yeah. It's been going for eight years and it's kind of evolved over the years. We still do the book subscription, 
but we also have a book platform online now that serves parents um, so kids can track their reading. They can take quizzes for the books that they've read, but we also have it for teachers so they can take quizzes for the books that they've read for class and teachers can set goals, reading goals for their students. And we have some other cool things in the works that we're hoping to push live soon, like book fairs and registries and things like that. What's the name of the business? It's called Bookroo. What's your role within the within the company at this point? It's still mostly, this, well, five of us. My husband is a lawyer, so he doesn't have a ton of time <laughs> um, to help with it, but he still likes to be a little bit involved, listen to meetings and things like that and help when he can. But So I focus on heading up the junior chapter book box, so it's the 7 to 10 year old range. So I head up finding those books. That's one of my favorite parts. We also, we've been printing our own books and we redesign the spines so that they look more beautiful on a bookshelf. They're all coordinated and we resize the height so they're all matching. So I do a lot of editing and proofing, making sure they all look good before they go to the printer. I kind of have my foot in a lot of little things like marketing and um, any little project that's come up, but I also oversee, we have a bunch of customer service girls who help us, so I oversee them as well. How big is the company then at this point in terms of? The five or six main team members, and then we mostly have just had contractors, like okay. independent contractors that we get right. to help us with things. You're now a mom I yourself, yeah. and so you have the one son, mm -hmm. and he's two at this yeah, point? Yeah, he is. So what was that like in terms of becoming that transition from, you know, just being married to then being married with a child as well? Yeah, <laughs> we were actually married for quite, a, well, not quite a bit of time, but we've been married for eight years and had Luke two and a half years ago. So the transition was good. I mean, I had a hard labor and recovery, so that was difficult, but it has been so fun. Um, I, I work part-time now where I used to work full-time and that was a bit of a transition and adjustment to figure that out but I was grateful to have flexibility um, with my job and with my, my sisters-in-law and brothers-in-law who were so great to help cover for things while I figure out my new role when I had, when I had Luke and needed to readjust. Um, so that was really great and it's just so fun being a mom, I love it, and I love, he tests out the books with me, it's really fun, and I love seeing him reading all the books that I spent years picking out and finding the best ones, and it's just really satisfying to see him learning to love reading too. So do you find that the human development background makes it easier to be a mom, or is it sort of harder in the <laughs> sense that maybe you put too much pressure on yourself, or I don't know? I think it's been helpful. I think the I mean, I don't remember every, I don't remember a lot of the details, but one of the main takeaways I feel like I got from my human development degree was just to simplify all, to remember that he does not understand things like I understand things. So try and remember that he is too, and he just, we just need to have more patience. And I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I work on that every day and I'm not perfect by any means, but I feel like that has helped having that reminder um, for myself. And how long have you been here in this area? We've been here for about four and a half years now. 
So okay. we were in Palo Alto and then just moved to Mountain View okay. this last September. So he was born out in this area? Then. Yeah, he was. Okay. And I guess just as you, you know, look forward to the future, I mean, it sounds like instilling a love of reading is really important, you know, as it relates to Luke. But are there other things that you feel like are, are important areas that you want to try to focus on either in terms of you know, values or interests or, or other yeah. things as you look to the future? Yeah, definitely. I One thing that has been so fun is teaching him the gospel. And we just got the friend magazine. We hadn't been signed up before. I just didn't think about it, but we got that. And he gets so excited with it. And teaching him new primary songs just warms my heart so much. Um, we just taught him, I wonder when he comes again, that primary song. And it just is so sweet how he asks he asks for that one a lot right now when we put him to bed and he just grins at you the whole time when you're seeing it and it's just so tender and I mean children just say the sweetest things sometimes that really reaffirm your testimony and that's been really special to teach to him the, the things that I believe and to see his own testimony growing um, so definitely that I think family is a really important thing we're not close in proximity to any of our family out here but we do lots of FaceTime and like weekly FaceTime with Taylor's big family and try and stay in contact with others so I think that's a big one too. In terms of just within the ward itself or just in general you know one of the reasons that I do this podcast is to try to maybe facilitate connections between people or you know have them get to know each other a little bit better like in terms of from your standpoint in terms of connecting with other people or do you have certain preferred ways that you like to do that whether I don't know meeting up at parks or going for walks or having people over I don't know yeah what works best for you I do love meeting up at parks I I also am down for girls night going to get salt and straw (laughs) that's always a yes for me I like more casual things so I think meeting up just to eat some food or just to hang out or do dessert together or something like that is great. Well, hopefully folks will take you up on that and some people will reach out if they don't already know you. And we're just excited to have all of you in our ward and, um, you know, getting to know all of you better as time goes on. So thanks for being a part of this.